Welcome, welcome. Hey, friends, how's it going? I am Haley, and I am joined by my regular co host, Charlie. And this is the Future Belongs to Creators podcast. Unfortunately, we are missing one uh, one of our hosts today. Miguel had something come up last minute, so it's just going to be uh, just going to be Charlie and I. But I think it will be really fun because the topic for today is about the importance of iteration. And as many of you know, if you have watched this, you know, or if you've you've hung around with us, uh, you know that Charlie's my boss. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to get to talk about um, some of our own work, and then we have a little bit of a I don't know if I want to call it a surprise, but a surprise for you there at the end uh, of the show. So we'll get to talk about uh, Charlie, how she critiques my work, how she wants me to iterate <laughs> constantly. So, on, you know, I'm teasing, but how's I'm it going, I'm such a demanding Charlie? boss, yes. <laughs> such a demanding boss. Charlie, how's it going? I'm going well. Yeah, it's been um, a busy day. This is actually my second podcast recording of the day, and I have a third one later. Oh, I'm the wow. host of three podcasts, and somehow it ended up that I'm recording an episode of each of them today. Oh, wow. So, okay, what was the know, first fun one? fun fact for you. Which was- First one is Design Life. So that's the one that I do with my friend Femke, who is a product designer who lives in Canada. Then there's this one, of course. And then the last one is Inside Marketing Design, which is my uh, interview show where I talk to other like peers in the industry. Yes. I'm speaking to a designer at Loom today. So that's going to be fun. Oh, I love Loom, man. That, it's great, isn't it? I yep. love <laughs> Loom. I have, I just got a notification in Loom recently because I'm not on the paid version uh, that I've had, I had too many Looms. So I had to delete because I use it so often. I had to delete my Loom so I could make some more. If you guys don't use Loom, it's fantastic. <laughs> this is not a sponsored video. Anyways, um, well, seriously, though, the point of this uh, this episode, which I'm really excited to talk about, is talking about iterating on our work. And I think mm-hmm. for me in the last year and a half, it has been something that has been a lot more prevalent in my work since I've been working on creator sessions. Whereas before I used to work, if you don't know, I worked in more of like a business development or sales kind of capacity at ConvertKit. And while you're definitely iterating on processes and things like that, it's so much different when you're iterating on creative work. And so this last, like the, these last 18 months, like I've really had to work on changing a lot of things. And if you look at the very first creator session to the creator sessions that are coming out today, they look totally different. Totally they different. Do. <laughs> For the better. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. In fact, the first creator session, they were a lot. The first one uh, was live and um, no special cameras, just computer cameras, right? This is right pandemic time. So no judgment, but very, very different than what it is today. And I think one of the things that I'd love to start talking about, though, as it relates to iteration is actually a project that Charlie and I worked on together, which was creating the Creator Sessions brand for the second time. Mm. So when we first launched this brand, this idea, Creator Sessions, we weren't even actually a a brand team alone, one. We were um, on like a full or a more holistic marketing team. We just kind of brainstormed a name. We're like, oh yeah, this name is great. Kind of created a, a brand based off of what it was or what we thought it was at the time. And as Creator Sessions iterated and changed into what it is today, the brand no longer worked for what we were doing. Charlie and I brainstormed a ton about this, but she really is the one that kind of led the charge. So I'd love to hear you, Charlie. And this is one of the questions I wanted to talk about. But how do you how do you look at that from like a work perspective at ConvertKit when you're looking at things that no longer work? And then how do you very quickly, you might recognize that it no longer works, but how do you prioritize and then um, start planning to make the change? 
Yeah, honestly, first of all, I would say that how I approach iteration at work and how I approach iteration in my like side projects, my stuff that I do as a creator, it's the exact same. I don't, I don't see many differences in the general process of it, but I, I agree that this is a great example to talk through. One thing also that I want to call out that is important with iteration is that Sometimes when you realize that you need to change something and you need to iterate on it and move forward, you can feel like, oh, did I make a mistake to start with? And is that mm-hmm. why I'm having to change it, right? Like, should I have done this differently from the beginning? Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone to, to think that way. I think that thinking can really hold you back. And that the beauty of iterating as a creator is that you can start anywhere, right? Start with what your gut says is the best direction. And as you learn more information, as you get more experience, you can like make changes from there and iterate as you go. Mm. And it means that you didn't hold yourself back from starting, right? Like Mm. we didn't wait until we knew exactly what Creator Sessions was and what we wanted it to be, how we wanted it to fit in with our business before we made a, a brand for it. We were like, we need something. This makes sense for now. We went with it. And obviously then it was like, you know, there's work to do to mm-hmm. replace that brand later, but I'm still glad that we we started with it and like didn't wait to figure that out. I think because we started with it, it gave it an opportunity to change, right? If we had sat yeah. on this idea and waited on it and never actually executed on the idea itself and we waited for a perfect design or a perfect knit, whatever the case may be, then it wouldn't have ever become what it is today because we wouldn't have had a chance to actually iterate on it because it probably wouldn't be something. So I think that's a great point is that don't wait till something is absolutely perfect in order to launch it. We've had this conversation hundreds of times, right? But there are so many times that people are so focused on launching something until it's absolutely perfect. And really, that's just not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to hold you back from making improvements and like learning, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's funny you mentioned name there too, because I know that's something that often holds creators back that I hear. They're like, oh, I want to start this YouTube channel, but I don't know what to call it. I'm like, really? (laughs) That's your only problem? Go. Like (laughs) you have no issues then. (laughs) Like doesn't doesn't freaking matter. You can change it later. Um, So Charlie, you said said your process. Do you have like an actual process that you work through or in your role, do you wait for people to come to you or do you, are you constantly looking for things that need changing? And I know that your role has changed now that you're the creative director, but just talk us through some of those things. I think I would say I'm constantly thinking about this stuff and like with everything that I do, I'm trying to make it a little bit better than the last time. We take this approach with the ConvertKit brand in general, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that I'm doing, I'm like, okay, this button that we've used across the site, is this still the best button that we should have? Do we need to make a change to it to to move forward? Is is now the right time to do it? Um, Mm. It's a question to ask as well. So it's, yeah, it's more of a constant, like always on thing. I'm always looking with everything I do, trying to make it better than the last time. I'd like to highlight that from a button perspective, it's not just like <laughs> this button. It's like, should the button have a color? Should it be a different color? Should the button be a little bit larger? How many corners should be yeah. around it? Should, should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think of all the questions that you can have about just this small upper right-hand corner mm-hmm. button. You know, should there be an arrow pointing at the button? You know, what are all the different things we can do for that button? It's not just a single question about the button. Yes, yes. It, like one question like then starts asking a bunch of others, which I feel like is kind of what <laughs> happened with the Creative Sessions brand. It was like to start with, okay, we think we need a new logo, you know, like a new logo type. The way that Creative Sessions is written doesn't seem to vibe anymore with what the the content has turned into, which then led to us being like, well, we probably also need a new color palette and like, where do we want this to live? Mm-hmm. We ended up making a whole website for Creative Sessions as well as part of this rebrand. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. Iterating 
gives you a chance to ask those questions of your work and, you know, chance for you to learn what you could do better. I guess the way that I approach an iteration is first of all to like, is it necessary to, you know, to make a change? And then next is what needs to change? You know, mm. what's not working about how it is currently that is causing me to feel like I need to make a change because I want to make sure that whatever I move on to addresses those problems because otherwise I'm going to end up like having to iterate mm -hmm. again very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's like a good process to go through and a good exercise to, to do as well. And yeah, mm -hmm. from there, it's very future focused, just thinking about, right, what do I want it to be then? And I guess maybe I come back a little bit to the like the existing brand when I think about implementing the iteration, because mm. there is a lot of like legacy stuff to think about, for example, um, like to give a different example, if you're a creator thinking of iterating on the type of content you make, you have your existing audience to think about and you have mm -hmm. to think about how do I introduce this new stuff slowly so that I can get people used to it rather than like doing a complete change and someone being like, wait, who's this person? I, I don't remember subscribing to that. <laughs> yeah. And this is exactly what we talked about considering your, uh, your audience when you were creating inside marketing design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. this is definitely something that you applied that same type of thinking to that as well. Or even we can go further back when Charlie was a beauty blogger. Yeah, that's so funny to think about me making makeup videos, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know why that one gets me, but I love it. I did used to do that. And I like slowly refined my way down to be what I, the content that I'm making today. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of creators listening are thinking about too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important to always be thinking about that. Is, is what I'm doing now serving my audience? Is it serving my needs as a creator and what I want to be creating? Yeah. And if not, what should I be changing to get closer to, to yeah. that? What are some questions that you can ask yourself? Like if we're trying to apply this same thinking towards projects that creators that are listening to this podcast are thinking of, what are some questions that you can ask yourself as far as what should and should I not be focused on changing or iterating on right mm. now? I think- yeah. I think that that's one of the like things that I can see myself. It's like, it's like decision fatigue, you know, yep. you're like, okay, yep. so it's what, what has to be true in, for my business, like for, in order for me to be happy, fulfilled and, and earn a living. Right. And then how do you, you know, and then what needs to change in order to make that happen? And that's how you ultimately start prioritizing the things that you need to change. Um, and I'm thinking about this, obviously some of the examples that we're talking about apply to a large business with a team of, you know, 60 plus. Mm -hmm. Let's let's be real. Convert it's not large, but you know it's larger than a team of one or two or three. Uh, so we you know have a team of sixty or seventy people you know on our team. Uh, so it's a little bit different. But as a solopreneur, as a creator, what kind of like is that decision tree look like? Yeah, I think you want to focus on the stuff that's going to make the biggest change. So mm -hmm. and like the thing that's most important. And honestly, sometimes that's just what's most important to you as the creator. Like I think about my own creator business at the moment, there's so many things I want to do differently and that I want to iterate on, but you know, I have a limited amount of time in my day. And so I'm trying to focus my attention on what I believe to be the most important things. Mm. And that could either be a thing that just I personally like feel most strongly that I need to change. It could be something that I know would lead to more income or like more engagement if I made the change. And so that's like a good thing to mm. focus on versus something that's more like, you know, there's things that are just like a little niggle that you're like, oh, I wish this was slightly different, but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel important enough to to work yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example for things for, for me for creator sessions. Um, Please. I know like things that needed to be true in order for creator sessions to work. 
I needed to book really talented artists. And in order for me to book really talented artists, I had to have a brand that felt cool, that people were like, Mm. I want to be a part of this. Another Mm -hmm. thing that I knew that needed to be true is that I knew that I needed views. Like I needed people to watch this tooth, like these things for these really successful artists to want to be a part of it. Cause nobody's going to say like, yep, I'm going to raise my hand to be a part of this thing. That's not cool. And no one's going to (laughs) see. So those were like the two biggest things that I focused on very, very early on is that once we knew that Creator Sessions was going to be um, a longstanding brand or a longstanding project that we had at ConvertKit, I knew that I needed to change those things. And that was kind of this driving factor. I knew that we needed to change the set. It sounds funny, you know, but when you think about it, like the creative community is really cool. Like there's so many cool, really creative people that are that, you know, that make up this really amazing creator community, the economy. And you you couldn't have content. You didn't feel that, like you were cool enough. Yeah, <laughs> I just I know that sounds funny, but it's it's ultimately true. It's like no one wants to be yeah. a part of something that's not cool and kind of something that's not popular. So those were two things that I really looked at when I looked at the future of this thing. Um, yeah. And what I didn't want to have happen is I I didn't want to be in a place where I had hung on to this kind of this older brand that worked for what it was in the beginning. And we held on to it because it worked, because I felt like that would limit what it could become. And so that's that's one way that I iterated really early on. Another example of something that I'm working on iterating on right now um, is we're actually turning Creator Sessions into a podcast. And that's because one of the things that we know is that, you know, there are two types of, of content, like people that really can take in content, right? There's visual, right? And then there's also auditory. So people that listen to podcasts, there's other ways, but I think those are two of the really big ways that people uh, consume content. And so I'm, I have a, so many friends that were like, oh, I love your stuff, but I'll watch like five, 10 minutes of it, quite honestly, mm-hmm. because I just don't have the time, right? It's more or less like, I'm not going to sit in front of my TV or I'm not going to sit in front of my computer and consume this content. But the lessons and the content that's coming out of creator sessions really easily could have been turned into a podcast. And then we can capture an entire new new group of listeners and change it a little bit. And mind you, with very little like expense, it's it's not taking a ton of expense. So now I'm able to capture an entirely new audience just by converting it to a also be a podcast as well. So that's one way that I'm currently working on changing some of the content that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, going back to what you said about the brand, I like that you called out that you felt like what was existing previously would have held you back from mm. where you wanted to be in the future. And I just wanted to to call that out as a thing that creators could look out for, right? Is there something about the way you're doing things now that is holding you back from getting where you mm. want to go, from being as efficient as you want to be? Maybe that's mm. a, a good thing to iterate. Also, if anyone listening live right now, because we do record these live for anyone listening in a podcast app later, um, if you've got an example to share of something you iterated on recently, drop it in the chat. We'd love to love to hear about it. Definitely. What else, Charlie? What are other things um, in your, we've talked a little bit about ConvertKit, but what about stuff on inside marketing design or other things that you're doing that you've iterated mm. on uh, recently and it's made, maybe made a bigger impact than than you were expecting or, yeah. I think process is something that I've iterated on and mm. that's something that I know you've been iterating a lot on in creative sessions too. And so maybe this is a good thing to call out us like maybe the iteration is not always visible to your audience, but it's just visible to you as the creator and how you feel about what you're making. Mm -hmm. This time last year, I brought on a VA 
And how I feel about my content over the past year compared to the previous year is night and day Mm. because of that. Like, because of having that help, it no longer feels like a burden to be doing what I do. Whereas previously it was, like, it was feeling like, oh God, how am I ever going to fit this in alongside my full-time job? Mm -hmm. And so that was a whole thing to like learn to work with her. But yeah, taking that step to iterate and be like, okay, instead of me doing it all by myself, how could I fit in help in various points? Mm -hmm. First of all, bring in an editor, then bringing in a VA. And uh, there's probably still more things I can do to make my process better, but that's that's definitely been a big change. Mm. Yeah, that has been, uh, (laughs) as you know, that has been night and day. We implemented a tool called Monday internally. I like to take credit for it because I started with it. But you did. <laughs> I did. I did. But I love this tool. It's so great, but it works really great. Also not the, sponsored. Also not <laughs> sponsored. Yeah. But it 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 is a really great tool for how we work internally and buying being able to use um, a tool that allowed me to like put together production schedules and licensing and you could all communicate in one place and everything was held in one place opened me up to do so many more things that I wanted to do creatively that are, those are the things that I really wanted to be able to do. And it just freed up my time and freedom. I thinking the podcast never would have been a thing if I hadn't had, if I hadn't been able to like really organize. And with creator sessions, there are so many moving parts to it, whether it's booking, whether it's traveling, whether it's, you know, logistics, whether it's licensing, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, And I just needed to clean up a lot of that stuff. I think in the beginning, I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, and just making it work. And I'm really good at making things work in chaos. Um, <laughs> I think that's because I have three tiny minions that run around my house constantly in chaos. And More so, than three if you include the dogs as well. Oh, this is true. <laughs> Two dogs and a husband. So I'm going to, yeah, poor guy. And so, um, but yeah, I'm really good at making things work in chaos, but it, you know, it fogged up my brain. So I wasn't able to iterate yeah. on the things that I really wanted to change uh, in the brand. So that was a really positive thing that happened for me. And then we also, same thing, we brought on a VA that opened up and freed up some things for me. One of the more recent things that we did is we started bulk booking. So now like I'll be actually Mm. in Los Angeles next week and we are going to book five sessions. Uh, So we'll shoot five sessions in the course of a week. And that's been really important. And I'll share this kind of one point and then we can move on to like what I think is most important or fun about this episode. But what's been really excited about that, exciting about that is that I have to manage a budget just like everybody else does, right? That runs a business. And by bulk booking this way, I could be at all of the sessions. And what allowed me to do that is we're trying to create content that's different than content that's already out there, right? Nobody wants to create the exact same content that somebody else has. And when you get in a room with a lot of uh, musicians specifically or artists and creators, a lot of times what they want to talk about is they want to talk about how the song came to be lyrically, right? Or they Mm. want to talk specifically about what what those lyrics mean. Because that's like what they do at a live show, right? Like it's ingrained in them, right? So they're, they'll, yeah. they'll kind of come to creator sessions ready just to perform like it's a live show. And I'm like, nope, nope, actually, I want to know. Business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want an, I want this healthy blend between performing and then also understanding how a specific song or thing basically built their career and experiences mm-hmm. that led to them deciding to continue fighting, right? Little moments of success, things that they've learned along the way, challenges that they've hit. And that's ultimately where the creator sessions content, I think, shines. And in order for me to do that, it required my presence to be there. To ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. To ask the questions that we wanted to ask and uh, being able to shoot five sessions in one week allowed me to do that. So 
I mean, those are all just like some small examples of, of things that we do internally. Yeah. But the real reason Wait, why- wait, wait. Oh. Before you move on to this, I just want to call out Mariana's comment here saying that that Mariana agrees. I feel like workflows need to be iterated a lot, but doing it requires reviewing how things are done and where there is space for change, variation, and improvement. Mm. Yeah. You need to really check in with yourself. On that, Haley, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know a lot of creators might feel it. Do you ever feel a fear of changing things? Like feel afraid to iterate for fear of like breaking what's already working or like, I don't know, worried that people who like what's working, what's happening right now won't like the way you're going? Mm -hmm. Is that something you've ever felt? Oh, for sure. For sure. We just started. One of the things that we're toying around with, uh, with creator sessions is we're toying around with making me more of a character, not a character in it, but I'm already the host of the show. Presence. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more of a presence. Uh, and so in the Drew Holcomb episode, you can, um, and this, uh, let me like put a little bit of a lens on this too. Our goal at ConvertKit or like one of the things that we look through, um, like every decision that we make is look through this lens is that we believe that the creators that we serve need to be the hero of our brand, Mm -hmm. right? And so by introducing me into this a little bit more, I didn't want to take away from that idea that our main focus was always going to be the creator. And I didn't want it to be about me, but it is, I am the host. It is my show. I am the producer. And so we're toying around with this idea of in the Drew Holcomb episode, you can actually hear I'm asking a question and Henry pans and you see me and I have got, I've got my headphones on. I feel and look really cool. Looking all official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, you know, that's a question, question mark. Cause that's where we're just trying it and testing it. And maybe it's, it's a small example, but yeah, I'm worried. Like, is this going to deter people? Because people don't really mm. want to know the questions that I'm asking or know who's asking the questions. They really just want to know more about the artists themselves. So it's something that we're playing around with. And I think that I think that playing around with things um, should be encouraged. But I also think that something that's really important about this is transparency. So when you are changing something that you're transparent about why you're changing it, and you're you're seeking to some degree some feedback. Um, there's always like that lens that you have to look through. It's like I'm only going to accept so much feedback. Maybe I don't. Um, maybe I trust. Like I fully trust my gut on this, you know. But yeah, for sure, there's definitely that fear. Fear of oh no, should I not what do if this? This is the wrong yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's good that you're you know feel the fear and do it anyway. If we were going to put it on a motivational quote poster, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's good to do that, especially as a creator. Like you know your content better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you have this hunch that this is going to work, you should try it. And you should also be willing to like hold your hands up and be like, whoop, that didn't work as how I wanted it to. I'm going to go back to the old way. Like that's always an option as well. So yeah, I think it's good. And I have definitely felt the same way too. But honestly, most of the times that I've felt that and made a change, it's worked out for the better. I, I'm sure the same will be true for creative sessions. I am really one of those people though, that um, like I live and die by my gut. You know, like I just Mm -hmm. feel things and know things. And I feel like I don't once I have an idea in my mind, like I don't waver, you know, like nobody at the company has been. I remember I sent my first test podcast to Nathan and he was he didn't even listen to it. And I was like, Nathan, (laughs) he's like he wrote back in in Slack. Cool. (laughs) Like six months later, I was like, hey, did you listen to it? And he's like, no. And I was like, dude, it takes you the same amount of time it took you to get to this coffee shop from your house. Like you could have listened to it in that (laughs) In that period of time. Yeah. But in my gut, I just know. I know that it's going to help us as a brand team accomplish our goal, right? Which is building brand affinity for ConvertKit. And so I'm just going to do it because in my gut, I just feel like it's right. 
And sometimes you got to be the advocate for your your own stuff. Yeah. yeah. This conversation kind of allow is allowing us to segue into this, um, something that we're going to share with you about how we are changing our podcast. I'm so bummed that Miguel isn't here because so much of this was, I don't really, Miguel really pushed us a lot on this and he had a lot of these ideas. Um, so I hate that he's not here to speak on them himself, but hopefully Charlie and I can do it justice. Yes. You know, where I want to start here is that we got on a call, the three of us, actually yesterday. Uh, so we're just doing, <laughs> you know, fresh. this is quick. Yeah. This is very fresh. But we got on a call yesterday and we talked about basically how we think our, the podcast is doing now and um, what are things that we think that we can do better. And then how can we change the format of the podcast to serve those two things? So that's kind of where where we're at. Charlie, you want to you want to We want to iterate on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um the goal of this show has always been to like be your lens and like your view into the creator economy, what creators are thinking about, talk about things that you're thinking about as a creator, share news with you and, you know, discuss those topics when relevant as well. And we want to make some changes to the show to essentially allow us to do all that better. We took over as hosts at the start of 2021, right? And we've spent yeah, we got year. to we got to come in high with episode 100. Was it like That's 100? Right. It was, you we, know? 100 was episode 100 was actually our third episode or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. I think. <laughs> but yeah, um, that that was great taking over from Nathan and Barrett. We want to make sure that you know we take all these learnings from this year and, and apply them going forward. So we want to bring a bit more structure into this show and have some segments that happen each week, so you kind of know as a listener what to expect. And that you can look forward to certain things as well. And also the, to have ways for you to get involved more too. Should we go one by one, Haley, and talk through the segments? Let's go. Let's go. You start with segment one. Okay. So we're going to start our shows off with like a what's going on in the creator economy. We're toying with the name of Have You Heard? Like as a name for it, because it'll be headlines. But as we know as creators, sometimes things are happening in our community before actual news outlets are writing about them. Mm -hmm. So they won't always be like an article or a news post or something on a blog about something that's important for creators. But it will essentially just be our like, here's what we've heard around the place, keeping pulse on the creator community. Mm -hmm. And for sure, this is something that you all listening can drop in the chat each week as well of, of things you've heard too. Um, and let's just keep each other informed, essentially. But that'll be how we kick off our show is of the few quick fire, like, here's what's important for creators at the moment. Yeah, I love that. I'm really excited about that. I want to give a shout out to Miguel on that. That was Miguel's yeah, I mean, like most real, of this yeah. is Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> that was Miguel's idea. But that was really informed by Charlie. I remember right when we first started this podcast, that was one of the things that Charlie said was really important to her. And so it was really kicked mm -hmm. off by Charlie really wanting this podcast to be a place where people could go and learn, or like you said, keep a pulse. Feel up to date. Yeah. yeah. Feel up on, to date. The, on the creator community. Yeah. yeah. The second segment uh, is going to be something that actually rotates a little bit. So we are either going to have an external guest on. So that could very well be one of you as, as one of our listeners. We've had a few of you on. But an external guest on a topic that we feel is really important uh, to the creator economy. Something else that we've done uh, as that we've really, really enjoyed is actually mm -hmm. reviewing an article. There's so much great content that comes out, and this isn't going to be some always from like large publications. It could be from blogs, just an article where we all have a discussion about it. We will find, we haven't figured this out exactly, but we'll make sure to share this beforehand. So anybody that does show up live, you can have a chance to read it and be prepared and talk about it. But I think that that's something that's worked really well for us in the past. And it also just like, 
it's just a, it's a great way to have a conversation and to see different viewpoints on one specific topic. Yeah. The third option or third kind of like uh, part of segment two is, and like I said, this is going to be rotating, is when we have one of our own, somebody who's from ConvertKit, who's in the trenches, join us, whether that be Corey or Angel or Ben, right? These are all creators. And one of the things that's most important that we believe our audience knows about ConvertKit is that we are by creators for creators. And we really want to showcase that more. We have some incredible team members um, on our team that are doing some amazing things. And that is starts from somebody like Nathan who built ConvertKit based off of this business all the way down to someone on our team that is just launching, let's say, an Etsy shop, right? Or a calligraphy mm-hmm. business. So there is a wide variety. But I think that's one of the things that makes ConvertKit really special is that we get you, we know you because we are you. Yeah. And so uh, by creators for creators will be um, kind of a third option for that second segment. Yeah. And the goal with that part in particular will be to essentially show like, where their creators at, wherever they are on their journey, hear about the struggles they're facing, mm-hmm. what they're working through at the moment. And because obviously if they're working in ConvertKit, this is a side project that they're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it'll be really relatable to a lot of you listening who also have that as your side hustle. Segment two, that'll be the main chunk of the episode. And I feel like segment two is kind of what our whole show mm-hmm. is right now um, with maybe like a little less structure right now. But that'll be the, the main stuff like Haley was saying. The third part, we want to end each show with a listener shout out. We want to share the things that you're working on. What are you creating at the moment? What have you just launched? What success have you had recently? We're going to set up a form for you to like share these with us. But we specifically want to be shouting out the people who are joining us live in the chat because, I mean, we've got a great group of regular people and we often see, see some newbies in there. Like, Ahmed, I don't know if I've seen your name in there before. So thanks for joining today and saying hello in the chat. But we want to be able to shout out people who are joining live and yeah, share your project on our screen, on the YouTube video and yeah, get other people to check it out. I think that's going to be really fun too, because um, we all work on such vast, like vastly different projects, yes, you know, so many like, different things, <laughs> so many different things. And this segment to me really highlights what the creator economy actually can be made of. I feel like so often I will talk to somebody about what I do or who ConvertKit is and who ConvertKit serves. And let's say that they're like, you know, I'm going to use a dumb example, but they're a photographer. And in their eyes, their business has always been on, I take photos, right? And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. let's say you wanted to start to teach people how to take better photos, right? That might be, you know, an example. They're like, I didn't even know that could be a thing. (laughs) Um, But, and that's a really basic example uh, because there's, you know, that's a really basic example. But I I love uh, the idea of showcasing all the different types of creators that are out there. Every time we have craft and commerce, that's my favorite question to ask. Tell me like, obviously what you do and you hear these things and you're like, whoa, look at that. (laughs) You know, didn't know that existed. Didn't know that existed. This is great. And lastly, we are going to close out every episode um, by sharing what our topic for the next week is. Um, I think that's one of the things that we've done, uh, we haven't done really well, quite honestly, if we're being transparent, is that we haven't prepared week to week at like, a, you know, ahead of time. And we want you guys to be more informed about what we're talking about. And also hopefully that encourages you to show up because if you are experiencing a specific issue or problem or something that you're particularly interested in, Um, We hope that it encourages you to show up live so you can ask questions and you can also engage with people in the chat that you can help with. And I think that the thing about this segment is, is that I really hope or my hope for it is that it encourages community as well. So uh, it encourages uh, people to communicate uh, more in the chat, uh, show up and 
Yeah. So I'm very excited about these changes. Let us know in the comments what you think. I think it's going to be awesome. It's really not going to change all that much. I guess the have you heard, you know, the like, like Charlie said, the bulk of the show is, is going to remain the same, but we're going to just be a little bit more structured. I think it's going to feel like a big change for us because I think there's a lot more organization we're putting around it. You know, if we're talking about iterating, we all recognize that like this show was feeling a little chaotic to us on the back end um, and we wanted more structure around it. We wanted to prepare more in advance. So we're working it into our like, you know, the work we plan for the cycle at Convoca. We're also going to plan topics for this podcast as well. So it might be like we were saying, sometimes the iteration is less visible to the audience, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Haley said, let us know what you think. We would love to hear your feedback and hear your thoughts. And we'll be kicking this off in a, in a few weeks time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, Charlie, I missed Miguel today, but I always love talking to you. Same. All right, friends. Next week, we are back Wednesday at whatever time this is your time zone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creator journey.